This week on the Wager Pager Podcast. The NFL announces a deal with Caesars Entertainment, but apparently sports betting is not involved. We'll fill you in on why. The legal sports gambling market here in New Jersey is closing in on the $1 billion mark. We'll tell you what that means for the Garden State. And once again, former Marist College defensive back Jimmy Dice Rulin joins us to make our selections for NFL wildcard weekend. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. up guys welcome back to the wager pager podcast where we talk everything in the world of sports gambling news conduct must-hear interviews and give out picks and analysis i'm your host mercedes barba don't forget to follow me on twitter at mercedes bianca and i am here as always with my co-host and degenerate boyfriend chris rogers and chris do you have any new year's resolutions yeah i do win more and gamble less (laughs) what's up guys that's right i'm your host chris rogers and you can follow me and the show on Twitter at the Wager Pager, and unfortunately, we don't have a special guest this week due to our hectic holiday schedule that has since passed. But we will be back next week, as usual, with another intriguing guest. With that said, I just want to give a sincere thank you to all of our guests that appeared on the pod in 2018. We couldn't have done it without you guys. Thanks for making the Wager Pager podcast what it is, a place to learn from some of the best sports gambling minds in the business. All right, guys, time for the news. The National Football League inked a major deal this week with Caesars Entertainment, the parent company of over 50 casinos and hotels across the United States. The most interesting part of the deal, however, is the fact that it doesn't involve sports betting, as of yet. This doesn't come as a surprise to anyone familiar with the industry as the NFL has been the last of the major sports leagues to embrace legal sports betting since the Supreme Court struck down the 1992 law that banned it back in May. Some have speculated that the deal will serve as a placeholder until the NFL is comfortable going all in on sports gambling. The NBA, MLB, and NHL have all partnered with MGM Resorts in deals that pertain to sports gambling and the usage of official league data in its operations. This deal allows Caesars to promote core NFL events like the Super Bowl and the NFL Draft inside of their casinos and hotels. It also gives Caesars the right to use the NFL Shield logo and league branding. The deal is reported to be for three years at $30 million a year. And obviously the deal gives Caesars the inside track on cashing in on the full involvement of sports betting whenever the NFL decides that it's ready. A payday that Bloomberg reports could be bigger than any major sports leagues. A deal worth $2.3 billion annually to the NFL. And shifting gears here, guys, according to the State Division of Gaming Enforcement, the numbers for New Jersey's first six months of legal sports gambling are out. Nearly $1 billion in sports bets have been placed both online and live in person at brick-and-mortar sportsbooks across New Jersey. This includes over $330 million in the month of November alone. According to the Associated Press, FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack called November, quote, a history-making month, in which it doubled its revenue from the prior month. These numbers put the state of New Jersey in a similar ballpark as Nevada, whose sportsbook brought in $1.8 billion from mid-June through October. 
Most of New Jersey sports bets have been made online, approximately $539 million of them, compared with the in-person bets which totaled $388 million. While these numbers are certainly gaudy and encouraging because they are being produced in an infantile market, the taxes that actually go back to the state of New Jersey are a modest $8 million. If you look at Nevada, which basically had a monopoly on sports gambling for decades, the state historically brings in roughly one half of 1% of the entire state budget. According to the Associated Press, Senator John Uckland of Ohio said, quote, Everything I've seen so far suggests that this would not be what one would consider to be a pot of gold, when referring to the rush of states to legalize sports betting for tax purposes. It's hard to say how much money New Jersey will generate in the future. Some experts, like former New Jersey Senator Ray Lesniak, who spearheaded the movement to legalize sports betting while still in office, predict taxes of $100 million per year in a mature market. This would be 10 times the current figure and still only amount to nearly half of 1% of New Jersey's $37.4 billion budget. Wow, that's crazy. I think they predict next year could be 25 million and even if they get to like 50 or 100 million. Yeah, maybe it's not cutting the budget in half, but at least it's taking in money on something that was illegal and now isn't, you know? I don't know. Exactly. The Wager Pager podcast is presented by uwager.eu, where America bets. uwager.eu is the official online sportsbook of the Wager Pager podcast. Log on to uwager.eu slash wager pager. That's uwager.eu slash wager pager to receive a 50% welcome bonus up to $1,000 deposit. All right, guys, I can't believe it, but we're here. We're to the NFL playoffs, NFL wildcard weekend, and college football championship game. I'm happy to welcome back to the show Jimmy Dice Rulin, former Marist College defensive back. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year's, uh, Mercedes and Chris. Uh, hopefully you guys had a good New Year's. Really good, man. We had a great time. My sister was in town, uh, some family. We went out, hit the, hit the bars in Jersey City, and uh, got into some debauchery. Uh-oh. Just to let the listeners know, we are switching up the format a little bit here. Uh, me and the Dice Man will be combining our bankrolls, and we're going to be picking these games together for NFL Wildcard Weekend and the College Football Championship. I think we'll actually be playing the rest of the playoffs together, right? Yeah, I, I think you know typically when we've done that, uh, we've come out on top more than we have uh, given away our money. So uh, you know, with so few games left, uh, these lines tend to be uh, a little bit tighter and a little bit more difficult to handicap. So I just think, you know, two heads are better than one, and pretty much, you know, if we're both on a play, we're strong on it, we're going to play it hard. And if we're on opposite sides, we tend to uh, walk away from it. I think it's a good move on our end and, uh, you know, a good way to uh, change up 2019 and uh, get us some winners. All right, let's do this. Let's jump right in. NFL Wild Card Weekend, Saturday. 4.35 p.m. kickoff. We have the 10-6 and 6 Indianapolis Colts. Catching one, plus one, in Houston versus the Texans. The over-under is 49. What are you thinking? I'm on this game. Uh, I, I like the Colts. Uh, I believe initially uh, this line opened up at plus two and a half. Uh, the Colts are sitting uh, sitting pretty right now. You know, uh, they've been the hot hand. Uh, they got Andrew Luck looks to be back to form. You know, uh, you know Texans are a good squad, but I just think that uh, – 
Texans have been kind of playing with a little bit of fool's gold. They've kind of had a, a easier road uh, for their season in terms of their record. You know, don't get me wrong, they, they do have some good skill players, some good defensive players. Uh, but I just think, you know, uh, Frank Reich's got that squad playing well. You know, and uh, I, I just like, uh, you know, you need a better quarterback with Andrew Luck. Uh, you know, getting that one point, you know, you might even want to consider taking that money line. Um, you know, but what are you thinking about this? Yeah, man, I'm uh, in complete agreement here. Andrew Luck has dominated the AFC South opponents in his career, uh, going 20-8 and in the regular season. That's a 70.4% win clip against the spread. This kid has been on fire all year. He was arguably in the MVP conversation. Obviously didn't win it and didn't even come close, but... Uh, the Colts are 4-1 straight up and 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games on the road versus the Texans. This is obviously a tough interdivisional matchup. Eight of the last nine meetings between these teams have been decided by one score or less. And uh, Houston won 37-34 in OT all the way back in Week 4. But Indy won 24-21 in Week 14 on just December 9th. This is the rubber match. Give me the calls, man. Let's do it. Plus one. Yeah, man. Just some other trends that I was looking at that I kind of like it uh, leaning in our favor. Um, it looks like uh, the dog in this matchup is 5-2-2 two, and two ATS. Uh, and just like you said, man, you know, Andrew Luck, you know, when he was uh, his normal self, owned the South, you know, and I, I just think uh, the Colts team is doing well, you know, and Andrew Luck is, is – poised to try to uh, make that Super Bowl run and, and get his name atop of those, uh, you know, all-time greats with a Super Bowl win. So um, what's the, do you know what the money line is? The money line is plus 105. We might even want to uh, jump over to that because what's the point of plus one? Yeah, rather than, you know, uh, getting juiced, maybe we get some juice. So, and it's only plus one, so it, it went away from us, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we may want to consider, if not definitely the plus one, I think we may play uh, that money line. Okay, moving forward to the late game on Saturday. We have the 10-6 and Seattle Seahawks versus the 10-6 and Dallas Cowboys, the game being played in Jerry World. The Seahawks are a plus 1.5, minus 110 dog over at uwager.eu, where America bets. This game is being kicked off at 8.15 p.m. Saturday night. It opened at 1. It's moved to 1.5. The over-under is 43. What are you thinking? I'm I'm on this man. Uh, I, I know people say you don't want to play your your team, uh, but I like Dallas, man. You know they've been playing hot. Um, they rested uh, Ezekiel Elliott last week. You know Dak Prescott led his uh, team to a crazy comeback win against the G-Men, even though that game was kind of pointless and didn't have any meaning. I know everyone's saying that Seattle has Dallas's number, but some things that I like that I was looking into this game is. Uh, right now, Dallas is six and one against the spread against NFC opponents. Uh, the five and one ATS straight up after a win, and they're also four and one ATS uh, after an ATS win. So, uh, and one trend that I, I like and I'm hoping stays that way is Seattle is one and five ATS against the playoffs. So, uh, in the playoffs. So, excuse me. So I just like Dallas, you know, um, Jason Garrett. I've never been a fan of his. Uh, I never will be. Uh, I truly think he is playing for his job. Uh, if, if he gets this first round exit like he has so many times in the past, I think he might join himself on the unemployment line for this game. So I think you know Dallas is going to pretty much put all their chips uh, on the table and uh, and try to make a, a nice run for that uh, Super Bowl. Uh, championship, but uh, I like them getting through uh, Seattle 
uh, minus one and a half. All right, looks like we're betting the Cowboys. You know, I don't like this team, but they've won seven of their last nine games since acquiring Amari Cooper, who has totally added another dimension to this Cowboy offense. Also, by the way, has played far better at home all year long. Like you said, the Seattle Seahawks won 27-24 in a Week 3 cross-divisional matchup, forcing uh, your boy Dak into one of the worst performances of his career. But this loss to the Seahawks was, again, without Amari Cooper. Russell Wilson has been sacked 51 times this year, and I think the Cowboys' aggressive pass rush are going to run wild on Saturday night. Let's take the Cowboys minus one and a half. Okay, moving on to Sunday. We have the 12-4 LA Chargers, plus three, minus 115 over at uwager.eu, plus 130 on the money line, versus the 10-6 Baltimore Ravens, minus three. This game kicks off at 1.05 p.m. The over-under is 41. Who you like? Yeah, Chris, man, with this game, I know the Ravens are, are red hot. You know, Lamar Jackson is probably a potential uh, rookie of the year. Uh, has got that team uh, playing in the right direction. But I think the plus three for the Chargers is, is, is crazy. Uh, I know they won uh, against uh, the Chargers on uh, week 16, 22 to 10. But I don't think what a lot of people are realizing is L.A. played Kansas City the week before that in a tough battled game, which was for potentially the, their division and even the AFC. So there was a little bit of a letdown game, you know, in the game against Baltimore. So people are thinking like, wow, they won by 12. So they should definitely cover that, uh, you know, minus three. But right now the Chargers are seven and one on the road ATS and the Ravens are, are three and five, uh, ATS at home. I just like uh, the better squad with the Chargers getting three and with a potentially Melvin Gordon back in the lineup. So, uh, you know, what were you thinking about this game? Dude, you know it. I've been riding the Chargers all year long. They're one of my Super Bowl picks. I'm not jumping off the ship now. Like you said, they did. Uh, Baltimore did upset them in Week 16, so I believe they have very much have the revenge factor here. And I don't know if you've heard, brother, but Hunter Henry, who has been sitting out all year, will be playing this Sunday, albeit maybe in a little bit of a limited role. But if he's healthy, that presents a big problem for the Baltimore pass defense. And Yes, Rivers has been in a little bit of a funk the last uh, couple weeks. He has three straight games with two picks, but I think he bounces back here in this spot. This could be his last chance to make it to the Super Bowl, and I believe that he will be ready and focused. Give me the Chargers on the key number of plus three, minus 115. No doubt. What do you think about that money line? Loving the money line. I have it here listed. Uh, I think we should either split it down the middle, maybe a little bit on both, or if we're feeling a little frisky, just jump the whole thing on the money line. Yeah, just so you know, this is my favorite play of the week. Uh, I'm almost considering putting a couple units on this one. So I I'm loving the Chargers. I think this line's going to move. Um, I think we put this game in tonight. I agree. I agree. Okay, uh, moving on to the last game of NFL Wild Card Weekend. 4.40 p.m. kickoff. We have Cheesesteaks versus Deep Dish Pizza. The Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 9-7, plus 5.5, minus 110, Versus the Chicago Bears, minus five and a half, over under 41. What are you thinking? I hate to say it. Give me the points with the Super Bowl champs, you know, defending champs. They were pretty much uh, slugging their way uh, into the playoffs. As they've been doing that, they've been slowly getting healthy. Their defense has been getting healthy. They've got Darren Spoles. Now, granted, I know Carson Wentz is out, but uh, it's almost like a plug and play. They put uh, Nick Foles in there, you know, getting six points. You know, I know the Bears have uh, pretty much have been proving me wrong all year. I've been saying, you know, I don't trust uh, Nagy, the coach, and I don't trust Trubisky. 
Um, you know, I just think uh, I'm going to side with uh, the coaching staff and the team that has playoff experience, uh, playoff wins, and a Super Bowl win under their belt compared to uh, a fresh team that's playing in their first playoff game as a team. So uh, I just think five and a half is too many points. Um, not saying they're going to win. Uh, I don't think they will. Um, I, honestly, I would much rather play the Bears than the Eagles. So uh, I'm going to take those points, Chris, uh, at the five and a half. Yeah, word. I agree, man. I don't think Philly can pull out this win, but I do think they can keep it close. Uh, I'm not going to bet against Big Dick Nick in the playoffs after what happened last year. The only wild card in this game is going to be the play of Mitchell Trubisky for the Bears. If Philly can rattle Trubisky in this game, I think this game will be won or lost late in the fourth quarter. Take the points with the Eagles. That's right. Let's do it. Plus five and a half. All right, so just for the record, we're going with the Eagles plus five and a half. The Chargers plus three, maybe even sprinkle the money line. Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half. And the Colts plus one, by the way, maybe even a little bit of a bonus play here. I'm kind of looking at the under in that game. All right, let's move over to college football, the last game of the year. We have the NCAA championship game being played on Monday, January 7th at 8 p.m., this is the matchup we've all loved to watch and bet. These juggernauts have met for four straight years in the college football playoffs. Bama won big last year in the semifinals 24-6. Clemson won 35-31 in 2017. And Bama won 45-40 in 2016. The line is sitting at minus 5.5 in favor of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Clemson catching 5.5 as the dog. What are you thinking, brother? This is going to be a tough one, man. Uh, Alabama has just, you know, uh, I think everyone has pinned Alabama as, you know, the best team in the country, and they've so far have proved it, and Clemson has been right behind them on their coattails uh, all year long. So I think it's the matchup that we've all been uh, expecting and anticipating. With this, uh, you know, when it comes to the bowl games and championship games and playoffs, you know me, man. Um, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take five and a half, you know, uh, I understand that uh, Alabama has the edge on the you know the two to one straight up, but I, I just like Clemson, man. Dabo Sweeney is a great coach, you know. Uh, he'd probably be considered the best coach right now, but you got Nick Saban just uh, creating that juggernaut, almost that evil empire uh, program over at Alabama. So I am definitely uh, going to take those points, but I actually might prefer taking the under in that. Um, I think both these teams have great defenses, and I don't really see uh, you know uh, like a twenty-eight. Uh, 30 game or something like that. So um, I don't think uh, either team uh, is going to score 60 points in this game. So um, I'm actually more of a fan of the under. Uh, but if I'm going to take a side, I'm going to take Clemson plus five and a half. No doubt. You don't have to twist my arm to bet the underdog. I'll probably be rolling with you on that. Clemson plus five and a half. Why not? Like you said, championship game. I think both these teams may be nervous in the beginning. Uh, yeah, 60 points could be a little high. Um, although some past years have been high scoring. I do think the, this year's version being the fourth in a row, these teams really know each other by now. So I, I think maybe defense uh going to lean towards defensive game a little bit more here. Give me the Tigers, plus five and a half, baby. All right, let's get this money. Uh, I can't believe it. We only have, uh, what, three weeks of football left. Me and the Dice Man will be back next week to pick the NFL divisional round. As usual, I would like to thank my man, Jimmy Dice Ruin, former Marist College defensive back. Looking forward to next week, divisional round. We got to get together and watch some of these games. Definitely have to, man. It's uh, you know definitely want to work that into our schedule. Uh, I know I got I think next weekend off, so uh, 
I believe Sunday or Saturday, you know, let's meet up, watch these games live, and, uh, you know, keep cashing those winning tickets and uh, making that bankroll uh, higher. You know it. All right, baby. Wager Pager 2019. All right, guys, that's it for NFL Wild Card Weekend and Episode 18. And as always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down upon you. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to leave us a review. And please, guys, tell all your friends about us. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day, and all calls and texts are confidential. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. Bye, guys. Happy New Year. Later. Here we go. The Wager Pager podcast is co-hosted and co-produced by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Edited by Mercedes Barba. Created by Chris Rogers. Additional analysis provided by Jim Rulin. Music by The Morose Project. Produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. Logo designed by John Carbonella. And all picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice. Here we go.